Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tavern Diller Podcast, y'all guys. This is episode three of the first season. So the way you say that, like in podcast world, uh, season one, episode three, something like that. Uh, my name's Tavon Dillard. I'm old lawns. I live in Chancellor Park. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's the trailer lives in there. My Mimo lives in there, too, but we don't live in the same trailer. She about coupled out and trailers down. I was going to say doors down. I guess you could say that, too, and you get the idea. You figure we don't just live behind a neck and door, but there's like a trailer like around that door. But I just wanted to be clear because you ain't got nothing to look at. This is a this is an audio experience. So if you're thinking, I just picture Mimo sitting on the couch behind the door but no walls, and then you'd be wrong. You know, so that's why I say it like that way. I want to thank uh, my sponsor, Wag Bar. If you ain't tried them yet, y'all guys, do it. You can go here's a couple ways to find them. I mean, uh, the easiest way maybe go just to the website uh, where I am, sweetteafilms.com, or you can do tavendiller.com. Them both take you to the same place. And then you see on there, try to wag bar. You click on that, and it'll take you to premium wagyu beef. It's like beef jerky, but better. It's thick, it's soft, 90 grams, uh, well, 90 calories. I don't. You don't call them grams of calories, do I? I ain't a calorieologist, or or even a, a meatologist, or anything like that. Away, but the calories go ninety, the carbs go three, and the protein that's fourteen grams. It's good on you. Teriyaki, hot and spicy, peppered, original. Anyways, check them out. Appreciate uh, Wag Bar sponsoring this. You know, here we are, episode three now. They they done sponsored first uh, two episodes and now here three so I'm I'm happy about that I really appreciate them they good folk too too like I I seen them eye to eye uh, fellas running that thing and and we get along and and they they got a good product so that's all I know about that I will tell you this uh, there's there's fourteen episodes planned for season one of my podcast now I don't know nothing about podcasts so much. So I don't know if you post to have just 10 episodes or 15 episodes, but I'm just telling you right now, there's 14 uh, planned for me to do. So the way that goes is uh, there's a lot more. If you like uh, a business and you want to talk to me about sponsoring a, a podcast episode, uh, holler at me, tavindillard at gmail.com, and uh, you can get in touch with me that way, T-A-V-I-N-D-I-L-L-I-R-D at gmail.com. So that's that. <clears throat> And uh, let's get started here. If you're your first time listening, let me tell you that I have covered preseason of the adult softball league uh, that we just started. And last week I talked about how our first game went. You can go back and take a listen to that if you ain't already. I mean, to recap of all that, I mean, if you want to just narrow it down to like, well, what happened? Well, we 0-1. That's what happened. And if you know nothing about sports, O means it, that's for wins. Like the first the first number you say is like this, how many we won. And then the second number is how many you lost. And so when I got an O up front like that away, we ain't won a game. Now, we only played one game, but we done lost that one game. So that's why it's O and 1. But that ain't the whole story. You know, we also played skins last week. Skins is when you ain't got a shirt on. 
And to be clear, we did not play against a team that was skins. We was skins. We did not have no uniforms. I stole first base, chest naked. I'm telling you, I don't want to give a whole recap here. That ain't the point, but I will say there is a lot about last week that stuck with me. And in some ways, things did not get better this week. Some ways. How's that you say? What do you mean, Tavin? Well, Myron was picking up the uniforms this week, right? Remember that? Y'all already have one game under your belt. That's how we're looking at it. We got one game under our belt with no uniforms, and that was going to change this week because Myron was going to get out there and pick up them uniforms. You know, he had a lot of this stuff going on. He had to try to hind like his, his new girlfriend, Mary Beth Tucker, on their first date, you know, last week and everything, and it didn't work out. She had to hind like herself over a chair, and it was just a mess. Anyways, you know, you try to you try to show, show him some slack or how are they say, give him some slack kind of thing, like, okay, Myron, turn this thing around. <clears throat> well, now we got two games under our belt. So let me think about this. Where where do we begin? Uh, first of all, there's a birthday party in town this week. I say that because it's a big deal. It's a big event, and when a big event happens, folks don't really focus on much else. So that's what happened. You don't focus on much when you got a big event. There's a fella in his 90s, Thomas Sturgill, who'd always tell this story in town that when he's about a boy, a seven-year-old, he'd say, he found a big old turtle in town, big old turtle. I mean, he scribed it and everything. In his little seven-year-old mind, he decided that he would carve his name in the back of this turtle shell. I don't know if you call it the back. I mean, it, you know, it's like the shell. It's the top, I guess, of the shell, really, but toward the back of the turtle, so that's how you say it. Now, you might think that people would say, oh, show us this amazing turtle that you have beheld, or whatever, you know, they'd say back in. But they didn't. They said, Thomas, why in the world did you carve your initials into that shell of this turtle, you senseless boy? You know, so Thomas, he didn't get no uh, attaboys for finding this big old turtle and then, like, putting his initials on it like he did. So they told him that carving his initials into that turtle shell would kill that turtle. Well, as the story goes, Thomas felt awful. He went home and cried. Little boy, seven years old, you know, he thought he did a good thing. Found a turtle and, you know, made it his own kind of thing. And he's crying because he, he's sure he must have killed that old turtle. So Thomas, a little sad boy, he's like, I didn't want to kill it. You know, I thought that's a good thing. You know how kids can be. They do things, and they're like, I didn't know. I didn't know that that would set things on fire when I lit a match, you know, whatever it may be. Well, fast forward here recently in town, a big old turtle was found walking near Chet Delroy's property outside of town. Chet noticed a curious etching on this turtle's back. Not Chet's back, the turtle's back. And so Chet got closer, and he seen these initials, T.S., on this turtle shell. Well, Chet, like most folks in this area, have heard this story. And Thomas Sturgill told the story till he died. And the older he got, the crazier folks thought he was. I ain't kidding you. So, where does that leave us now, you say? Well, now we got some figuring out to do. And that's exactly what town officials did this week. Now, I ain't a town official. I guess I'm just a citizen, you'd call me. <clears throat> Yeah, citizen of town. I mean, I, I, I worked at Rollback sales at the Walmart, to undercover police. Uh, they gave me pepper spray. They don't give me, like, a gun or nothing like that. But um, I busted Cindy Mydell. She went in there with the old firehouse dog, got retired because it had one eye, got in a fight with a squirrel, and I'd say it lost. But anyhow, she's pretending as a C&I dog. Anyhow, um, that that's one of my contributions. She got busted, long story short. And don't worry, you know, $77 or so worth of Walmart goods were returned to Walmart uh, she didn't get away with nothing. And uh, 
Just so you know, Cindy ain't blind. She had them big old gla glasses on them, cataract glasses, but she wasn't fooling nobody, especially me. So I'm just a citizen, you know, but I, like I'm saying, I do my part. So what they figured out was how old was Thomas Sturgis when he died, you know? I call him Sturgis. Some people call him Sturgill. I don't know. To, to me, two L's make an S, but whatever. And how old did he say he was when he found that turtle? That's what they're trying to do the math on, okay? He, he, he was this old when he died, and he said he was a seven-year-old when he found that turtle. And let's say it was so many years when he found it, and then them town officials come up with a number, and they could confidently and safely say, this is about how old that turtle is today kind of thing. And what did they conclude? That this turtle is 107 years old. And what do you do when you find a 107-year-old turtle? You celebrate. So there's a town party this week, complete with a birthday song for the turtle. I don't know if you have spent much time with turtles, but it can be difficult to know what they are thinking. But when they started singing to that turtle, I'm pretty sure he rolled his eyes. They had a sheep cake for that turtle. Big old sheep cake. They had a limbo contest, turtle won. He moved slow, and just by judging by his body language, now let me be clear, I ain't a turtleologist, but from what I could tell, the turtle was underwhelmed by the whole thing. I mean, truly not impressed by this party they'd throwed for him. I mean, I guess you get to be 107, it'd take a lot to impress you, you know? But anyways, folks took pictures with the turtle. Turtle got a piece of sheet cake, which I think it could have taken or left. I don't think it was a big deal to it. And when they put a party hat on the turtle and recently, then they put a turtle. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting caught up. I get, I get flustered because of what's going on here. It seemed kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, the picture, fine. The sheet cake, who in the world think a turtle won a sheet cake? The party hat, that's what took the cake for me, so to speak. There ain't a turtle. I can't imagine a turtle in the world that want that little elastic thing under his chin. You put that on a little kid, that, that gets them angry, you know? It's like, I don't need to celebrate a party like that. Look like a unicorn, that little pointy cap on. So when they had that party hat on that turtle anyway, released it back to the wild, I was thinking, oh, brother, I'm positive that he hated that party hat. I mean, do we really think the turtle has a place to hang that party hat when he get home? Do turtles have hat racks? I don't, I don't think so, but... I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that a 107-year-old turtle does not have a hat rack at home. I'll, just, I'll be on the record for that. So off he went. And you know how when someone visits you like an aunt or a more likable cousin and you stand out in the yard and wave as they drive away until they turn the corner? And you wave until they out of sight, you know, like out of the way? Well, they tried this with the turtle. You know how long it takes a 107-year-old turtle to walk across the lawn at the community center in town? I mean, a while. Couple people just walked away. I was one of them. Finally, Ricky Don Pearson loaded it in his F 250. Ricky Don's a volunteer firefighter. He took that turtle back out near the pond north of Chet Delroy's property. Else, folks would still be waving, I imagine. You couldn't have stood there long enough to wave that 107 year old turtle across that lawn. That's all I'm going to say. Cheryl Grubbs got a cramp in her tricep from waving that turtle off. I mean, they kept it up a few minutes before Ricky Don called it. So imagine an event like that from Myron Curtis, and he's fresh in love with Mary Beth Tucker, and he's in charge of our uniforms. Well, we show up to the field this week, 30 minutes before game time, and not only do we not see any uniforms, we don't see Myron. Well, Russell Tucker takes a lap over by the concession stand. Sure enough, Myron's leaning up against the side of the concession stand, giggling with Mary Beth Tucker. They're really in their own world. I'm telling you that now. Russell hollered at him thinking that snapped Myron out of it. You know, like, Myron, it's game time. Myron kind of turned toward Russell and smiled. Okay, Russell, I'll be there directly. 
Oh, well, Russell, he's annoyed. And if you ain't figured it out yet, Mary Beth Tucker, that's Russell's little sister. So he shakes his head at her. Mary Beth, you might want to get to work in that snack stand before the line gets any longer. Well, she peek around and see that line. Now she's embarrassed. She ain't even heated up the nacho cheese yet. And people in line already. She had some work ahead of her. So Myron, he make his way over to the fields with Russell. And then we was all waiting at the away team dugout because we was the visitors tonight. And if you ain't familiar with the local adult league, that's how it works. We play at the city fields. There's three softball fields. The concession stands in the middle. We ain't never had a league big enough to have all three fields going on the same same night. But usually kiddos are playing on one for fun. Little league might have the other. Our games are usually on field three if you ever come by. And that's the way it's positioned just on the other side of third base. is a little parking lot. And then the big parking lot's on the other side of the outfield fence. Mostly right field. And just on the other side of the center field wall is a grassy area with them hay bales where they have archery classes. All that to say everybody in the softball league lives here, which means everybody's always at home. So you can't have the same home team every week, so we take turns. Last week was the home team in the other dugout. Tonight was the away team in the opposite dugout. See how that works? We ain't like the Atlanta Braves, and they go to St. Louis and, and say, well, we do away team to, because the street sign says St. Louis, not Atlanta. We got to be in the away team dugout because we, we all from the same town like out of way. So every week in our league, you showing up at home, right? In real life, you at home. So you got to ask the ump or check your schedule to see where you at, which dugout you're going to be in like out of way. So, well, we, we in the away dugout tonight. And as Myron approaches, I see the color drain from his face. And then I get a little sick of my gut. He's looking at all of us, waiting, and, you know, waiting for him over by the dugout, except for Brody Childers. He had to fix a hole in the floorboard of his Suzuki sidekick. It wasn't a new hole, but his toddler lost a shoe at the bottom today, and they went back later and couldn't find it. So he's hoping to make it to the field at some point during the game. But, you know, his wife was like, we got to fix that hole there. You know, we can't lose shoes. Once you start losing baby shoes out of it, you know, it's time to fix the hole, I guess. So we ain't got a sub on our team. If somebody's missing, we down a man. So we down a man until Brody gets that floorboard patched. But why is Myron flushed, you ask? Well, he sees all of us in the shirts we wore to the fields, and I think like tr that triggered him to remember something. And you know where I'm going with this? You even want to know? <sighs> For the second week in a row, Myron forgot our uniforms. So our team pulled off our shirts for week two as skins and we also decided to bench Myron because he had given his word two weeks in a row now and failed to both times. But he's on our team, so he need to be dressed out. So Myron got to take his shirt off, too, only sit the bench the whole game. Now we're down two players. We're taking the field with seven players. That's me, Tabin Dillard, then Mort Dwidell, Russell Tucker, Rance Farnhart, Rusty Tidwell, Cody Briggs, and J.T. Whitlow. J.T. lives in my trailer park, too. We're working on putting together a zip line between our trailers. And as tonight, we chest naked again and batting first. Russell Tucker has put together the lineup because he's good at that. And I mentioned that last week. He ended up kind of putting that together because Myron is so flustered, and, and now I think Myron just lost that job permanently. But he got to shuffle it around a bit because of the missing players, you know. The team is hot at Myron. I mean, we mad. I'm hot, buddy. I'm thinking, how can this guy get so caught up in his new gal in a turtle birthday party that he forgets our uniforms two weeks in a row? Well, who cares now? He did forget, and here we are. So if you ever played sports and you gone into a game knowing you were shorthanded and probably worse than the other team, you kind of get the idea of what we're dealing with here. It's like if you walk into a PE class and you see some of the kids warming up and they doing things you think you're supposed to know, but you're thinking, I just got here. I'm here to learn. I, I ain't showing up ready to go pro. You know, that can be a little bit of a gross feeling. That's kind of how we was feeling. But we are full-grown men, and we had a game to play, so we ain't making excuses. But we're making sure that Myron Curtis ain't in charge of the uniforms from here on, that's for sure. So, top of the first, 
Russell had me batting third, but after we find out who all was missing, uh, we shuffle the lineup. I'm batting leadoff. I stand in, still thinking about being chest naked. I'd like to say what happened next was me reading the game, improvising, responding in a moment, but really I steady zoned out, daydreaming. They toss that slow pitch softball up in the air. Donnie Wayne Chambliss, he's on the other team. He, uh, he a couple years younger than me in grade school. He got really into squirrels. I remember that when he was kids. He had so many pet squirrels growing up that his daddy finally stopped squirrel hunting because uh, Donnie Wayne threw so many pits, it, it made his dad crazy. His daddy ended up hunting a bunch of rabbit, hogs, deer. You know, he kind of doubled down on others. When Donnie Wayne finally moved out, his daddy went to town on them squirrels, though. I mean, after years thinking they was in the safe zone, them squirrels got comfortable, and Mr. Chambliss got out there and took his yard back kind of thing. Donnie Wayne didn't talk to his dad for five months. But the time Thanksgiving rolled around, he knew he wanted to eat his mom's cooking, and they was talking again. So this is the old boy tossing the pitch anyway. Donnie Wayne, poor I know what that ball drops on my front foot, uh, my front right foot, you know, I'm a lefty, and they give me first base. So the way they, they say it is that they award you first base. You've been awarded like you got an award. Sure makes you feel like you really went out and accomplished something, but truth be told, I was just daydreaming. But I'm awake now. I can't stay on base long. That's just one thing about me. Donnie Wayne will toss that pitch so high, you could somersault all the way to second base and steal it that away. So there wasn't no way I was going to try and stay on first very long. That's just ain't it. Ain't in my blood. That ain't how I'm wired. I mean, not as, a, <clears throat> as an athlete, <clears throat> you know, I'm on first base. Second base calling my name. As soon as I get there, I get on first, I hear second base say, Yoo-hoo, tapping over here. I'm like, I know, giddy up, you know, kind of thing. So Mort Dwydell, he's up second after me. He took the first pitch and eyes off, head first. Pete Rose, chest naked, sliding to second base. Gravel, pebbles, dirt, raw chest, safe. I'm pretty sure what just happened was impressive, but Mort hollered at me from the batter's box. It's the first inning, Tavin. Give me a chance to hit. I said, here's your chance, Mort. I didn't take no bat out of your hand, kind of thing like that. And they let me stay on second. Last week they said I couldn't steal first because I was chest naked. But I think it's because uh, it ain't legal to steal first. Um, but they didn't say that, so there may be times I've tried that again. So Mort hollered at me. He's like, just stay put. And he's trying to be a base running coach out there, but all he needs to worry about is put a hurting on that ball. We wasn't trying, yeah, trying to, but I think we got into the other team's head, just us arguing back and forth with each other. Well, Donnie Wayne got to toss that next pitch, and I am off. Second to third. I ain't got no business standing at second when I could be standing at third. Well, Mort swings, and that thing is launched. It sailed well over the center field wall, right up against a hay bale. Mort took a stolen base away from me, but that homer scored two, and we was winning quick. Myron Curtis is standing in the dugout clapping. Everybody's pretty pumped up. We got a couple more in the first. Thanks to JT Whitlow, Rusty Tidwell. JT got to second on an overthrow to first base. Rolled up next to Cheryl Grubb's husband, Shane, who is out of his – he's out with his metal detector. He take that thing around the field, see what people dropped. You know, I mean, that man will do more damage to a lawn than an army of moles. He's got a little garden shovel and that metal detector beeps, and three minutes later he's digging up a bottle cap to put in his little treasure satchel. So that ball roll up to his foot, and he kind of kick it away, I guess, because it ain't metal, and he ain't got no interest in it. But anyhow, JT got second base. They don't let Shane get on the field to metal detector. I heard he does anyway, but he, he put the ground back. He found a Civil War horseshoe once and some other stuff. He don't play softball. He's a metal detector athlete. And after JT was awarded second base, Rusty Tidwell wasted no time launching a two-run shot just over the left field fence. I mean... You take it back to when we first got to them fields and seen we ain't got no uniforms to right now, boy, how the tides have turned. We's feeling good. Softball's funny, though, you know, think about it. If you had seen us play that first inning, you'd say we was about to score 30 runs tonight. 
But the tides kind of changed the other way, too. We did score five in Donnie Wayne's team. Guthrie's Hunting Supply, that's, that, that's their sponsor. They got uniforms and a sponsor. You know, we over here chest naked and bleeding and arguing at each other. They scored 13. And that's kind of how that went. The only other RBI we got was when Brody Childers showed up in the top of the fifth inning in a Suzuki sidekick, and he had an opposite field single with Rance Farnhart on third, Myron Curtis chest naked and clapping all night. He did not contribute. He did not contribute to the team because he was benched. We didn't need – I mean, maybe we needed him, but he needed to be on the bench more than we needed him kind of thing. I will say this. He didn't complain about being benched. He took it. He supported the team. But that don't mean we count on him to bring them uniforms next week. After the game, I was getting a Dr. Pepper from the concession stand. Well, you didn't get no free snow cones because you don't get them free unless you win. And me and Russell asked him where he ordered them uniforms from, y'all guys. And I, we told him we'd just get them picked up next week. Well, you ain't going to believe. You ain't going to believe what he said to us when we said, where'd you order them uniforms? Myron looked at the ground like a toddler with a cheek full of stolen snicker bar, and he don't say nothing. And Russell says, Myron, which uniform place did you go to? In my head, I'm thinking there's only two places in our Tri-County area that do this, so we could guess and have a 50-50 chance. But why won't Myron just speak up? Then Myron look up at us, and he say, guys, I never did order them uniforms. I forgot. Come again? Are you telling me we've been chest naked for two weeks thinking our uniforms were sitting at the shop waiting for pickup and they ain't even been ordered? Our uniforms don't even exist? And he's like, sorry, guys. Russell says, yeah, you are. Where's the money? Myron unzipped a fanny pack and he looked through it. I, I think it's still in here. That's what he said to us. He told us he thought he was still in the fanny pack where he collected the money for them uniforms. So sure enough, he pulled out our uniform money. I take it, and I tell them, y'all guys, I tell the whole team, I'm going to take care of that this week. I mean, two weeks into softball season, we 0-2 and chest naked. I call that insult to injury. I got road rash up my chest. We ain't even got a sponsor or team name. Well, we might not win next week, but we're going to have uniforms. I can tell you that much. So Mary Beth and Myron, they were a little more reserved after the game. They weren't all googly-eyed. She had to hand out snow coats to them winners at Guthrie's, and they ran out of cherry stinks for them. And that's how the game two went. Kind of like game one. Chest naked, we lost. But fool me twice, and I won't show up chest naked three in a row. That's just how I am, especially if I keep stealing bases. We bound to start pushing more runs across the plate, the way I look at it. Oh, the season has begun Maybe not the best start, you'd say. But I tell you this, things going to change next week because we get uniforms. I got the money, and I got a plan. I would have done it last week, but I thought we done had them already. It's not like none of us don't know how to order uniforms. We were under the impression days are ordered, you know, like out of way. So we've got to figure that out. Myron probably won't be benched next week, I don't think. we got to talk about that, I guess, as a team this week, but – you want to see a good game, it's going to be next week one way or another because you're going to see, see some fellas that are ready to, to come together. We determine now. We steady determine. Hey, I'm about out of time today, y'all guys. It was a big week. Turtle had a birthday party, had some sheet cake, got a party hat. Turtles hate party hats, y'all guys. I mean, put me down as saying that. And like I said, I ain't no turtleologist. I ain't studied in the school or, you know, read turtle books or nothing like that. Man, there's some things you just know. You ever seen a turtle roll his eyes? I have. Hey, 
Thanks to Wag Bar for sponsoring this episode. Premium Wagyu beef, 90 calories, 14 gram of protein, 3 gram of carbs. Pick them up. You can, you can go to tabendiller.com and you'll see. Try out the Wag Bar. Click that link and check them out. You can check out all kinds of things on there too. I got I got my shirts there. Got some uh, new fall stuff coming out. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in sponsoring a Butcher episode that is exhilarating softball season that I think is just about to take off. I'm feeling it. Holler at me at tabandiller.com. But whatever you do, have a good week. If you hadn't had to play two weeks in a row of chest naked softball, you're doing all right. Until next time, I'm going to have an uniform and hopefully a team name. You take care. We'll see you later.